Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E-Wise. And today, I have a real special guest on today. He actually is, what he's doing right now is it's, it's amazing because he's helping so many people. Welcome to the show, Brady Mullen. What's going on, Brady? Appreciate it. I'm sorry, I had you muted. Can you come back in? I'll edit that out. Ah, super. Well, thanks for having me, Wise. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on because me being an entrepreneur, this is something that um that's really interesting. But um, tell tell everybody a little something about yourself. Um, on personal side or business wise, just personal. Personal, yeah, a little personal. We like to get a little personal here. Yeah, so I'm. I'm out of Denver. I have a have a big family. I have five kids. The oldest is an adult. The youngest is uh, will be entering her last grade in elementary school next year. And you know that's kind of a part of the story is my my family ties. I have a big family, and healthcare uh, was kind of a problem for us once upon a time. And we had a scare that sort of sort of was like a momentum shift for me and a douse of cold water on me and it got me into the business of helping entrepreneurs acquire good health care but uh yeah like like any other dad i i love my kids i love spending time with them i love uh taking them places i love showing them life and and doing that doing that uh kind of lifestyle and that's that's one of the big reasons why people don't go into business for themselves they rather go work for a company where even though the benefits that this company might be offering you aren't the greatest, but they feel, Hey, listen, I got some kind of medical coverage. Let me take this job instead of really exploring the options of being an entrepreneur. Stop. Like it's that to me, that's one of the big reasons I feel people who don't go into entrepreneurship is because they want medical, medical uh, coverage for them and their family. Yeah, we get that a lot it's a common thing and sometimes people don't have a choice and there's certainly nothing wrong with working for a company and finding your way there. Uh, but there's a lot of people who that that's a, that's an obstacle that they haven't figured out how to fix yet. And in, in many cases, that's the only thing that's keeping them They're They're specialists in their trade. They know how to do it. They know how to, how to find clients. They know how to make money there. They just don't know how to provide for their family health care If something were to, to go wrong, because it's really, really expensive. Yeah, it, it, but it doesn't have to be. And there's yeah, even oh, but ahead. yeah, even with your, even the, with the healthcare that you're paying for from your job, it's still expensive. It's not. It's not cheap. Yeah. So, I could imagine when when it's you being an entrepreneur and just and and you don't have a whole bunch of people to put on the insurance, so it's not going to bring the bill down. As for working for a company where they have thousands and thousands of employees. So, like I said, it's real difficult for an entrepreneur to really 
step out of that zone and and leave the the comforts of a job and and take that risk of of building their business yeah and my my message isn't necessarily that we have the best product for all entrepreneurs out there there there's no such thing as one product that's the right fit for everybody more of more of what i talk about with people is is some some well, clever is maybe the wrong word, just some creative ways to solve that problem. Whether you use our firm or not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but not only giving them solutions to solve that problem, but also reminding people, especially if they're young, because that's kind of my story. I was young and kind of naive about the real dangers that were there. I was very optimistic. And I meet a lot of young people that will say things like, well, um, I, I don't get health care because I'm healthy. Um, and that that. That's exactly the way I used to think, and it's a huge problem. It's the wrong way to go about it because if you think about it, that's true of almost everybody unless you have something chronic that you have since since your childhood. That's true of all of us until it's not true anymore. But unless you get hit by a bus and go straight to the morgue, right, you're going to spend time in a medical facility, and it's very, very expensive. And if you've spent a lot of time and energy building a business or building some assets or um, – or just, I mean, you don't want to go through the hassle of going through a bankruptcy, uh, which is the number one reason, by the way, for bankruptcies is medical costs. Um, you know, it's, it's just not a valid thing to say, I don't need health care because I'm healthy. I never go to the doctor. That's not why. It's like saying, I don't need life insurance because I've never died, right? It's, it's like you can't throw the seatbelt on when the car is careening over the cliff. The time to do that is when you get on the road and get going, and that's that's kind of what it's about. But that doesn't make it easy to afford. It's still really expensive, and so uh, our, our firm looks at ways that we can drive the cost down, and we've, we've done that pretty well, pretty effectively, without giving up any of the major components that people really need. In fact, enhancing them, in my opinion, in several ways. And we can talk about that later if that's if that's a part of the podcast. But whether that's something that whether they use us or not, it's just, I want to make sure that people don't get caught in that mentality that they don't need something because they haven't needed it before. That, that's the wrong mentality to take. And it nearly cost me, frankly, it nearly cost me my daughter's life. And I'm lucky in the sense that it didn't ultimately, she recovered and got healthy. But uh, because I was, was blindly naive or naively blind, maybe a better way to say that, um, it put her in the hospital for 10 days and it didn't need to do that. And it cost, cost us a bunch of money. And, um, I mean, it created a big, a big roadblock for us because I was too obstinate and too optimistic because we, we don't need healthcare and then we needed it and, and we weren't prepared. Yeah. Life, life is, is crazy like that. It just happened. It's just one day you're fine and something just comes and strikes you and, and who knows? So it's, it's, yeah. Just like what you say with life insurance, I, I, I'm, I'm licensed here in Pennsylvania and New York to sell life insurance, and and that's and it's amazing how people look at it and be like, oh, I don't need night life insurance. I'm not gonna, I'm not dead yet, and they don't realize. Listen, it's not that because you're dead. It's because what if something was to happen to you? What kind of protection do you have for your family? What kind of who's going to be the major breadwinner in your home if you're no longer there? And yeah, I try to explain to them, that on you. I, I try to explain to them that, listen, this, this is not the, it's not the end or be, but it helps them. It, 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 it alleviates some of the problems that are caused with that vacuum that's created when that, when that breadwinner is no longer there. 
Yeah, if you've ever talked to a family that's lost a breadwinner, that's a major, major trial. Like imagine imagine a family where one's a breadwinner, one's taking care of the kids, or maybe just one's the major breadwinner, or they both are the breadwinners, but they couldn't do it on half. Uh, you know, if they couldn't do it with just one. If all of a sudden you lose that, you've just thrown your family into a living hell. Like money, money's like oxygen, right? At, at a certain point, you don't need more to be happy. I mean, people are still trying to get more, which is fine. I don't mean it like that, but like, but if you don't have enough, nothing matters until you get it, right? If you can't breathe, if you don't have enough money to survive day to day, it's like suffocating. And that can happen to your family if you don't. And, and term insurance, I mean, there's lots of reasons for other kinds of life insurance and we can, I mean, that's a different conversation, but for simple term insurance for people who whose family depends on their income, it's usually so inexpensive. It's just a simple thing, a simple problem to solve. Yeah, because because a lot of these agencies push their whole pro, whole, whole whole insurance on them and people not realizing if you go the term route, it's actually cheaper and you can actually get more coverage. And like like I said, this that's for another that's for another episode on, on life. But but it's it's all it's all ties it all similar is similar and it ties in together because people aren't aware of of they're they're assuming that I can't afford these things instead of really trying to do the research or or look seeking the knowledge to to try to like really help them like. And that's why I do my podcast is so that I can share your message and other people's message similar to you where they can get access to people like yourself and they can visit your website and and learn these things. Because, like I said, entrepreneurs, one of the big things is health insurance. They, they don't want to they, they can't leave their jobs because they have the health insurance for them and their family. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'm happy to go in any direction that you want. But one of the one of the things I like to mention early is, um, again, not all not all. Well, there's no insurance product that's right for everybody or no healthcare solution that's right for everybody. But uh, but the one that we offer is 319 a month and it's very comprehensive. And I, the only reason I say that up front is not not that ours is the best. Everybody should be using ours. But if you think it's unaffordable. It, it doesn't have to be. There's so much uh, ingenuity and creativity going on in that industry right now because people are suffering. And every time, anytime that happens, people start coming up with creative ideas to solve problems. And, you know, for that, for that amount to have, you know, unlimited primary care, chiropractic care, labs, things like that, a thousand dollar out of pocket if you need to go to the hospital, you know, people don't know that that's really available. It's, it doesn't have to be expensive. And there's lots of creative things that people are doing to drive the cost down and to improve service. And it's not, it's not thousands of dollars a month. Yeah, but that's what people think. That's what people assume. I'm going to be paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And like you said, they're not. It's your your company is an example of that, where you're you're trying to create something for people that they can be that they can afford, and that's great because a lot of companies, their most important thing is their bottom line. And when you have a company like yours, where you actually care about your clients and care, and let's get it's it's a it's an industry where is 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 on depends on the money. But for you and your company to come and try to make it affordable for these entrepreneurs and these people trying to start their own business, it's great. Because like you said, if not, they will be paying thousands and thousands of dollars a month. 
Well, what's funny is I read a, I read a book recently from a, from a healthcare provider that I know that that's doing some of this uh, creativity in this space. And he wrote a book that uh, co-authored it with another guy that uh, there was a point in there that I really liked. It was, uh, you know, people say that the healthcare system is broken, but it's not broken. It's doing exactly what it's designed to do is, which is make money for the big insurance companies, right? They, there, there's so much, there's so much waste going on, you know, where one doctor charges $15,000 for a, a, like a, a shoulder surgery and, you know, somebody in the same zip code is charging 50 and somehow getting away with it. And there's, you know, the, and they, they have these contracts that have become so convoluted and complicated and the insurance companies are, are capturing that inefficiency and they've been profitable this whole time, right? Our costs are skyrocketing on in the traditional insurance space, but they've been profitable the whole time and getting more profitable. So the, the system isn't broken. It's just not serving us. It's serving the shareholders. And, you know, it, it, that's just the product of the system that we're in because the board, their, their fiduciary responsibility for being on the board is to make money for the company in legal and, well, I, I wouldn't say ethical, but in legal ways, because <laughs> that's not, a, you know, that's a fuzzy line sometimes, right? And, and when you get into complicated businesses. So they're, they're doing what they can to make profit. That's their job. And I don't necessarily fault them for that. It's just the system is, it poorly incentivizes the right kind of care. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't stand up for the little man. It doesn't stand up for the little guy. It's not. It's not meant for us. It's. It's like you said. It's yeah. for profit. It's for them to make a profit. It doesn't matter if we could afford it or not. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if if uh, if it would help to kind of go in the story into the story of how I got into this business, I I like sharing that because it gives a it illustrates a story that I'm really passionate about people learning the lesson that I learned, but not learning it the hard way, not having it cost them their health permanently, maybe their lives, maybe the life of a family member. No, that's um, what we're here for. We're here. We're here to, we're here to listen to hear your story, man. We're here to find out what, why you love doing what you're doing. No, I'll jump into that then. And again, the point, my message is to avoid that. I'm, I'm, I just don't want to see people get into that situation and we have a solution, but it's not always going to be the perfect fit for everybody, but it's, we're just trying to get, trying to help. And that this message, whether you, whether you find a solution through us or elsewhere, the message is do something about it because it's hugely important. So it all started um, back as a little over 10 years ago. So I have a, I have a 13 year old daughter now and she was, she was two at the time. So a little over, a little over 10 years ago, Getting close to 11. I've been telling this story the same way. It's time to update it to 11 years. But anyway, she was this darling little thing in diapers. And uh, we also had a newborn at home. And anybody, and, and she's our um, our fourth child. So we had three older siblings than her. And they were, you know, some of them were preschool, but uh, there were a couple in elementary school. And anybody with a family like that knows that, you know, when something's going around the neighborhood, you're probably going to get it. And if something comes into your house, like a cold, you're probably all going to get it because the kids are sharing stuff. They're not really sanitary. They touch their nose and then touch the toys and the kids come and play with the same things. Right. So it just goes through the house. And we, we had done it a dozen times already. And one of the kids came home sick from school, had a cold, got better. The, the next kid got it. The next kid got it. And then my daughter got it, the one we're talking about in diapers. And it was just, all right, routine. Here's what we do. Um, my wife and I knew what to do like plenty of rest, plenty of fluids, just take it easy. She's got a cold. 
And after a couple of days, it, it wasn't going away. And in my mind, so I'm this, I'm this spreadsheet geek, always have been, probably always will be. But what I had done for my family as the, as the caretaker was to figure out what insurance policy we needed. And we did have insurance, thank goodness. But it was one of those catastrophic plans where we paid everything out of pocket until we had a, I think it was like $11,000 deductible at the time. So in my mind, that was the, the best way to go. And, and, you know, cause we were saving hundreds of dollars every month on the premium. So she gets sick. And in my mind, being the frugal spreadsheet geek that I am, I thought, well, I'm not going to, I know what she has. She has a cold. She has the same thing that her older brothers had. It, it's going to be fine. She's going to get over it. Right. I'm, I'm optimistic and a little bit ignorant and, you know, probably nine times out of 10, I'd have been right. But, but you don't really think about, well, you're playing with your daughter's health and life here. But the, this, this thing kept going through my head. Like, I'm not taking her to a doctor and spending $150. Cause remember the, the cost was borne by me until we hit that deductible. And I said, I'm not going to go to the doctor and spend $150 to have that doctor tell me something I already know. Right. It seems, seems like a waste of money, but after it got bad enough and, and, I hate to admit this, but my wife insisted enough, right? I was still optimistic, still kind of dumb about it. And after a while, like it became clear that something wasn't right. And after, after her um, insisting, I, I kind of capitulated and was like, yeah, she is kind of breathing shallow. This isn't right. Let's do something. And, by, and when that happened, it was about 10 o'clock at night, maybe 1030, something like that. So we called some friends, had them come stay at the house where the kids were because they were asleep. And we take her to the doctor again. I, I, on the way to the doctor, I'm still thinking it's going to be 150 bucks. He's going to say she has a cold, have her rest. So we get to the doctor and the only thing that I was right about is that it did cost $150, but you know, the, it, the, the meeting was five minutes maybe cause she, she didn't even make it through triage. They, they take her in the nurse takes her temperature, puts a, the, the oxygen reader on her finger. And after reading the oxygen reader, they brought her, they, they, brought her back and said, she needs to go to the hospital now. This is, and his, the look on his face, that woke me up. That startled me because when the doctor's saying, I can't help her here, she needs to go to the hospital immediately. I mean, that instantly, everything that I was thinking before, you know, you've had those times in your life, I'm sure wise, where your paradigm takes a, takes a complete shift that you didn't expect all because of one little bit of information that you didn't have before, Right. So he says, you got to go to the hospital. And all of a sudden, all thoughts of money, all thoughts of, of uh, you know, which plan was right or what, none of that mattered. I went straight to the hospital and we went to the nearest hospital. And the only thing open at that time is the emergency room. And they're trying to put an IV in my daughter to get her some fluids and some nutrients. And she's starting to act lethargic. And with the little energy that she has, She's cringing to mom and dad because she, every time somebody approaches her, they either touch her with something cold or prick her with something sharp. And she's just learned to be scared, right? She's not old enough for us to tell her, Hey, relax. This is for your own good. She's just scared and doesn't even have enough energy to express it. Right. It's breaking my heart. But I'm also in this, at this time I'm in get stuff done mode. Like we're, we're in emergency, emergency mode. So I'm still not emotionally processing all of this. 
But even at that hospital, they said, she needs to go to the children's hospital. We can't get an IV in her because her veins are starting to collapse. We can't. And two-year-olds are a little harder because they're they're a little chubbier and it's hard to get the, the and they're, they're smaller, right? Everything's smaller. So they offered the ambulance, but they said the ambulance is out. Uh, if you can wait for the ambulance or you can take her now. And I thought, well, the traffic's light. We're going to get there faster if we just take her. So we take her and still... You know, we're, you know, mom's talking to her, trying to comfort her. I'm driving as, as fast as I safely can. We get to the, we get to the children's hospital and they're finally able to get an IV in her. And then they start doing imaging, right? So they do an MRI, x-ray, stuff like that. And the MRI shows in her lungs. So she had developed pneumonia from this cold. And in, in the, in the MRI of her lungs, it shows one lung completely collapsed. They said, you see that little strand there of that gray matter? That's her lung. It's, it's just completely compressed by the fluid that's in her chest. And the other one was about half to two-thirds capacity. So you could see the lung, but it was compressed, and there was fluid impending or impinging on that as well. And so they said, she needs surgery like now, not tomorrow. Now we need to get that fluid because it's getting worse. So they called the doctor, and now by now it's you know some early hour of the morning. I don't even know, maybe you know one, two o'clock in the morning. So they call the emergency, the surgeon in. They they call him in. He comes in and performs the surgery, and that's when he when she goes into the operating room. That's when I've got time to reflect on what's going on in my life, right? I'm sitting there just waiting for the doctor. And I think, I think the stages of grief kind of hit my mind. And I started thinking at first I was in denial. That was pretty clear. Like this isn't happening to my daughter. And then, and then I started just, uh, I was in complete shock. I was bargaining. I was praying. I was crying my eyes out in there in the, in the waiting room. And it wasn't packed because it was the middle of the night, but it was still a public area. There were people there and I just lost it. You, I, I feel, could have filled buckets with my tears. I felt so guilty because me, I mean, in, in essence, the thought kept going through my mind. My daughter's here in the hospital getting a dangerous surgery that doesn't have a, a guaranteed outcome because I was trying to save $150 because I thought I knew what she needed. Right. And thankfully, you know, she, she's a 13 year old, almost 14. She's healthy. She did recover. And, but that isn't everybody's story. Some people have worse stories, right. Where the the child didn't recover, but you know, she recovered, but that wasn't the surgery wasn't the end of it. Cause she still had, um, you know, she had a tube in her side, still draining, um, the, the fluid that's painful. And the doctor, when he, when he came out of surgery said, I got to say that was one of the more extreme cases that I had dealt with um, for a kid that size. So they took a liter of fluid out of her chest and she was only, you know, she was what, three feet tall, maybe two and a half feet tall. So this little kid in diapers and they took a liter of fluid out of her chest. And that was what was keeping her lungs from expanding. And then when you're, when you're, when that fluid's gone, that's not the end of it. They have to put a mask on your face to reinflate your lungs. Cause they're not spring loaded. Right. And that mask, it forces air into your chest you can't breathe. She's hating it. And from what I've heard about it, it feels like drowning, right? It's not a pleasant experience. And she had to do that several times a day and we were there for 10 days. So that, that was the most harrowing experience a father could experience. And just having the guilt of knowing that that was partially my fault was just a, was something I couldn't bear. So anyway, that was the impetus to me rethinking how I, how I thought to take care of my family, um, what sort of, plan we would have that wouldn't just include, uh, you know, catastrophic coverage, but Hey, if we need help, can we go to a doctor and, and can we have that not, can we not be disincentivized to do that? 
Uh, and, and so we started restructuring and started chipping away at what was working or what was broken and what we could make work for our family. And then it turned into what it is today where our passion is helping entrepreneurs solve that same problem so that they don't experience what we experienced or something possibly worse. Yeah, I, I, I fully understand how, how, cause when I, I ended up one, <clears throat> one year in the hospital for over a week cause of pneumonia, uh, everybody in the house was sick. They had a cold. I got it. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm, I got the cold, whatever. But it wasn't improving. It wasn't improving. And me, me, me being stupid and hearted, young, and not having not having health insurance, I just collapsed. And and they rushed me to the hospital. Doctors were like, listen, you, lucky you came now. Any much more longer, longer, and you wouldn't have made it. And and that's what happens sometimes when you don't have health insurance. You're, you're afraid to go to the doctors or afraid to, for the bills to come. But it, it's we need to really start really taking care of ourselves and and, and try to do the re- listen. If 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 your job doesn't offer you benefits, sometimes you really have to go to the market and try to find what what you can afford to pay. Yeah, like you said, you're you're if you go naked is what I call that. If you go without any kind of any kind of plan, you really put yourself in a, a really dangerous position because in in some cases you do recover and in some cases you don't and you need help, but you don't always know which case is which. Like in in your situation and in mine, um, they're a little different but similar in that way. And if you don't have a plan in place, it's really easy to to assume that you're going to recover. And then you put yourself in a position where you go later than you need to, and it becomes a bigger, bigger problem than it should have become. So in your case, I mean, it, had you caught it a few days earlier, maybe you wouldn't have spent a week in the hospital. Maybe it would have been some, you know, some prescription that you could go home with and recover, right? By delaying getting looked at, you're, you're, you're possibly exponentially compounding the problem. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely. For, for people who have been in business, for people who have assets, people who have you know a home or savings, you know that could that could destroy all of that. That could that could take all of that. It could be six figure bills. They're they're not cheap. Yeah, it, it, you can you can see some of these families that one of one of the family members is going through treatment for whatever cancer or whatever they're going through, and these bills are just piling up, piling up, piling up, and they don't know what to do. It's like they're drowning in these bills. And it's crazy. It's sad to see this. And we definitely need need more people like you and your company to to offer these these benefits because healthcare it it's it is it's funny because at my job we um they do a a, a yearly I guess assessment of the employees. They have they they take the blood pressure and all that. And we're thinking those because oh they're kind of checking on us to make sure we're healthy. You know? No, they just want to find out how many of us are unhealthy and how many. So that way they know how much they're going to charge for premiums next year or whatever it is, whatever they're going to charge the company next year. But we don't look at it that way. We're looking like oh yeah they're here to help us buy. It. But it, it, it's it's a show. It's really a show. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, I mean we we. It, when you're healthy, you take it for granted. It's sort of like, I heard somebody explain it once, like when you're walking around and your nose isn't bleeding, you don't think about how nice it is that your nose isn't bleeding because it's operating as normal. But if your nose is bleeding, 
that's all you think about until you solve that problem. And, and that's, that's a small example of the larger body in, in general, right? We take health for granted until, until there's a scare, whether it's real or whether something, you know, some test comes back that is inconclusive and we get worried about that. But as soon as that's in jeopardy, it, it takes over everything. Because you you very quickly realize that it's the it's the most important asset that you have, and without it, none of the other assets are worth anything, right? If if I'd had to work if I had to work in servitude and slavery for the rest of my life to save my daughter's life, you know how long it would take me to make that decision? Like it's not even a decision. Yeah, I, I would do it. And of course, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I, I want to. Her, I want her to be healthy and for me to have a chance to succeed and and to run my business. But I would give everything if I had to, to save her life or any of my other children I would, and my own, right? I don't care how successful you become. If it costs you your health, it's not worth it, right? Yeah. If you don't have that, you've got nothing. Yeah. So it's, it's, I just try to encourage people to take it seriously. And yes, it's important to try to drive down costs. It's important to, to be careful when you shop and get the right product for you or your family or the right plan. But, uh, but you got to take it seriously. Don't, don't, don't catch yourself saying, I don't need it because I'm healthy. Yeah, don't that's, that's definitely don't try to cut corners. Be like, oh be like, yeah, we're not we're not gonna be visiting the hospital, so I'm not gonna tie up for this or just to me it's just it's listen try try to get whatever you can afford to get. And and don't just don't try to yeah. cut corners with it. It's but it's again, it's 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 doing your research. It's really finding out what companies are there for you to to help alleviate some of these issues. And like I said, yeah. it's great to have a company like yours where you put the needs of your clients ahead of profit. And and, and you and and I and I'm, I'm and you do it because you you're passionate about. It. This is something you you learn from your mistake. You you've seen what your mistake almost cost your daughter. And now you're trying to remedy that, remedy, uh, remedy that for everyone else who's going, so they can avoid a similar situation. And I commend you for that, man. That's awesome. That's that's great. Thank you. And and just continue to do that, man, because people need that opportunity to to venture out and, and, and become entrepreneurs, and they shouldn't have healthcare be one of the issues preventing them from that. Yeah, and hopefully we get it straightened out from a political level one way or another, uh, but it just isn't there yet. And, and while we're working on that, we need something in between. I've been approached by several uh, several of the people with the with the um, the providers that we use and other business people that I that I share ideas with, and many of them say, "Hey, why don't you market to groups more?" And we write a few groups, but they always hear about us through individuals. Uh, but a lot of them are like, well, why wouldn't you just target a company that has a thousand people? And if they sign the docs, then you have a thousand people enrolled. And I'm like, no, like, that's not what I'm, I'm not here to help them. And they need help just like everybody else. But there, there's people out there to help them. We're, we're in the business to help entrepreneurs, you know, very micro companies. Most of our clients are self-employed, just like real estate agents, uh, that kind of business. Um, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to that's who we're trying to help is the people that are going out on their own, trying to make a small business work. And this is a major obstacle for them. And that's where we live. That's where we want to stay. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of the major reasons, reasons I really haven't been able to, to quit my job and, and pursue uh, my, my, my production company and, and my podcasting 
full time because I can't, I can't, I can't afford not to have health care. And by me working, they, they and the job offering it, and and again, it's a, it's all about, I guess, being comfortable and and, and just wanting to have that security blanket, even though the, the insurance is not the greatest insurance, but it's insurance. It's something that if I get sick, I can go to the doctor and, and not worry about a ridiculous, a crazy $10,000 bill for some Tylenol or something right. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's disgusting what you can find in those list bills, what they charge for some things. Um, there's so much waste that doesn't need to be there, but I'll commend you. Like the fact that the fact that, that hangs you up, it, it does show that you take it seriously, right? If you didn't, if you didn't take it seriously, you would just leave and not get insurance. If you couldn't afford it, you would just leave. But the fact that you're taking it seriously, that's the first step, right? That's it. It, it is a serious thing and there's no amount of success or no amount of chasing your dreams. That's worth it. If, if you if you become unhealthy because of it, if it costs you your health or your life or even worse, I mean, I would, I'd rather lose my life than the life of my child. And, but that that's at stake too. If you're a parent, are you a parent wise? Yes, I am. I'm a grandfather actually. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, like you put that on the line, you put their little faces in the story. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing cause I do that too. When people talk about what they went through with their kids, I imagine going through a through a similar thing, but I put my children's faces in those characters places. Right. I mean, imagine that it's, it's not acceptable. It's not negotiable, right? Whatever it takes. If that, if that's if my child's at risk, I, I'm whatever it takes, right? There's no, there's no, um, I'd do anything. Yeah. There's no, but if you can do something in advance, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely no no way of this like it had their number one priority. That's what, my grandsons are, are number one. They're like they they're key. I'm doing what I'm doing for them, and so in order to like in order like I said in order for me to really not lose my insurance, I will have to continue to work. But eventually, I'll get I'll get to the point where. I can hire someone like yourself or any other company to, to, to provide me that, that blanket that basically a security blanket for me to be able to, to really follow my dream and my passion 100%. Yeah. Well, good. Good luck to you on that. And if there's, I mean, if we can help, that's great. Or if I can help, you know, if our, if our solution isn't, isn't a fit, you know, I can point you in the direction of, of areas that might be, I mean, ours, ours is good, but it's not, again, it's not, there's no one thing that fits for everybody, but we've got some creative ideas and solutions and other people in the industry that are doing other creative things. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a big deal and you're, you're, you're wise to make it, a, <laughs> you're wise and <laughs> you're smart to, to, um, to, con- to make it a big deal. Cause it is a big deal. You, you don't want to go without it. Yeah, no, I, like I said, when I, when I got pneumonia, it, I, it just being in the hospital for over a week. That's the longest I've, I was ever in the hospital, and it, it was it was and it was it was Thanksgiving that it was it was the week of Thanksgiving, oh. being in the hospital like not having things, being able to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner with the family and everything. It, it was just it was it was heartbreaking, man. It was crazy. I'm like, oh man, so. That's 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 one of the things. That's why I believe in in having healthcare and and 
but like again it's some people are out there that they don't they can't afford it and they're out there not be just suffering so for me well, I'll tell you one of the one of the neat features that's available now um, we use this but it, but we're not the only ones that use this but it's called direct primary care where you where part of the monthly fee that you pay goes to give you 24/7 access to doctors for primary care right so part of your membership in in our plan and others so we're not unique in this but it's it's not yet a majority but it's catching on like wildfire because people love it is I can talk to a doctor any time of day any day of the year for general for general uh, medical purposes right I can't get I can't get an oncologist on the phone 24/7 or a you know a surgeon but for primary care if I did, if I need to have somebody look at my daughter and and uh, you know say hey is this is this serious or should, should we take her to the hospital or is this just a cold like in my situation or in yours yeah. you know had you done something earlier it's like hey this doesn't feel right it feels a little more than a cold what what do you recommend I can do that twenty four seven and it doesn't cost me any additional money it's already included in the in the monthly fee that I pay so had I had access to that I would have never had that question in my mind or, or that, that dilemma where I felt like I was going to pay a doctor $150 to have him tell me something I already knew. I could have just contact the doctor and they, they do it through screen time or like a, like a, um, yeah, like a video, like a video, like yeah, video conference. conference. Yeah. We can do it on the phone or you can go somewhere and see somebody physically, <laughs> but you have unlimited access to that kind of care so that you can get in front of things so that you don't have to wonder, is am I going to get better or is it going to get worse? Because if it gets worse, often the care goes from something that might have been minor had you caught it early to something that's major because you waited too long. Just nip things in the bud, get the care that you need. It's not going to cost you anything other than what you're already paying on a monthly basis. And and now you've got a doctor. It's like it's like having a doctor that lives in your house where it's like, hey, before we go pay money, can you just take a look at, at my yeah. daughter's name is Ella, the one that we were talking about. It's like a it's like a um, a WebMD like. Like my my company offers a plan where we have we can call uh, the services and they'll if we tell them the symptoms and they they diagnose or like again if we do a video or whatever and we can we can avoid going to urgent care or whatever going for simple like so for simple stuff like uh, you got a cold or something you, you talk to the doctor he prescribed but you have to, and, and you don't and you don't have to leave the house to see this person you can stay home. They can send your prescription to get your medication. It's it, it, yeah, that's one of the perks that we have with my job is we have it's I, don't know, I forgot the name. It's something similar to WebMD, but it's something where you can just call the the doctor or, or primary primary care, not urgent care, not like a surgeon or anything, but someone who can provide primary care, and and you don't again you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. Yeah, that's so convenient for so many reasons. It's not just convenient time-wise. You don't have to go anywhere. But also, you don't have to sit in a waiting room next to other... Like, who goes to the waiting room? It's people who aren't well. Right? It's just not a good idea to go sit next to those people. You can avoid all of that. You just do it through a FaceTime or... So, like, um, there's a couple of different levels of that. There's, like, Teladoc. There's Doctor on Demand. And they do they do what's called Teladoc or Telemedicine, rather. Teladoc is one of the one of the companies that does it. And they'll do real minor things real all the time. Like if you've got a rash, if you've got a sinus infection, pink eye, stuff like that, they'll take it. They'll call, they'll call in your prescription. You go get it, pay a buck or so you're done. And then, um, and then there's another level up, which is the, the direct primary care that I was talking about where they'll even follow up. They'll even order x-rays and re- and review the x-rays with you once they get them back. So there's so much that can be done 
that, that is technology based that makes it more convenient and a lot safer because you're not sitting next to you know other unwell people and just integrating those um, in a way that works for people brings a it brings the cost way down and it brings the convenience way up and and that allows we can use that savings so that your so that the plan also includes if you do need to go to the hospital for a week or if my daughter needed to go to the hospital for 10 days my out-of-pocket expense would be a thousand bucks it ended up being eleven thousand on the plan that i was on back then but you know i was happy to pay it like i in my mind you know cemeteries are full of kids that died of pneumonia 50 or 100 years ago right so in my mind they performed a miracle and eleven thousand dollars was was a small price for me to pay i'd have paid i would have paid any amount right if if that was what it took, but luckily it was only eleven thousand. But the bills were like one hundred and twenty. So if I didn't have if I didn't have insurance at that time, that would have been I'd have been on I'd have been paying bills for years on that at the time. Yeah. Or I'd have, I'd have had to declare bankruptcy. That happens too, right? That medical bills are the number one reason. And had it been had it been me and not her, I would have also suffered from a massive loss of productivity at my at my business. I mean, she had to recover at home, but I could go to work once we had settled things out and I could go back into work, but I would have missed another couple of weeks in my business as well. So there's, there's so much at stake by not taking health seriously. And had we been able to call, you know, two weeks earlier, you know, from the time she, after she started getting better and just asked the doctor, Hey, this, she's got a cold. What should we do? And they're like, Hey, why don't you put a, well, let's, let's, let's put a pull a, a, an oxygen reader on her finger and, um, and take her pulse. And you know, if, it, if it's not better in 12 hours, let me know and we'll follow up and we'll do something. Might've been so much simpler. Well, it would have very likely been so much simpler. Anyway, there's just, that story always reminds me to just, Hey, this is a big deal. It could go wrong. Get an opinion quick from somebody who knows, and then deal with things while they're small problems because they become big ones, huge ones. Yeah, definitely, man. Anyway, definitely. It, it was such a, such a terrible experience. Yeah, I yeah I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Like I said, uh, I can imagine she was two years old. I was probably uh, in my early, in my early twenties, and it just it just put me down. And you never know. It's like you think it's it's a common cold or whatever it is, and it just doesn't improve, and it's difficult to breathe. Your lungs feel like it's you're drowning. And it's just crazy, man. I, 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 I wouldn't want that on anyone. But so, but now that's why. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I mean, it could also be just slipping on the ice, and you you hurt your ankle, and you're not sure if it's broken or if it's sprained. What are you going to do about that, right? You can't. You could go to the urgent care and spend you know three hundred fifty dollars, including an X-ray, to have them tell you that it's just a sprain. And so we're kind of hesitant. Ah, it's probably just a sprain, but you really need to know that, right? And if you could just, if you could get a quick assessment and have it cost you nothing that, so that you're not, what I, what I, what I realized just high level with my problem was that I was disincentivized to go see a doctor when the problem was small. That's, that's the problem. But if I can, if I can get rid of all those obstacles and say, Hey, while the problem's small, let's figure out what we need to know in order to know whether it's a small problem or a big problem. And if I can get rid of all of those barriers, then we can keep the problems small, which everyone's can be kept small, right? Sometimes there's an accident and the problem is just immediately huge. But if we can address the problems while they're small, not only is that better from a financial perspective, 
and I'm not just, I don't mean the companies so that's, that's better for them too, but I'm talking about my financial perspective. If I can fix something by getting a, a prescription and, and, you know, dealing with something earlier rather than going to the hospital for 10 days, that's good for me too. I mean, it just it eliminates so many problems. If we can just get access to doctors, get rid of the barriers that keep that from happening now, that brings costs down. And if that can be passed on to my monthly expenses, then it's something I can afford again. Yeah. Anyway. No, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, man. But uh, Brady, I appreciate you being on. Let everybody know where exactly they can find you. Yeah, our website is selfemployed.health. So it's not a .com URL. It's just selfemployed.health. And there's explanations on how the plans work. Um, pricing's right up there. It's three nineteen for an individual, for a family with children, two parents and a children. It's eight ninety nine. Um, and then I think for a couple, it's six thirty nine. And then a single parent with children is also six thirty nine. So it's very affordable relative to what people are used to seeing, and it's very comprehensive. It's it's well, we mentioned those things earlier. It's not a perfect fit for everybody. I get that. Um, but if it isn't a good fit for you, find something, get a strategy in place so it doesn't cost you your health or your life or the health or life of one of somebody that depends on you. I'm, I'm super passionate about that. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. I completely, I completely agree with you, man. And I appreciate you being on the show to share your story and, and to, and to share what people need to need to hear, man. They need to hear this. They need to know that, listen, there's, there's affordable healthcare out there, if, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you really want, and that's one of the things that's holding you back is affordable health care there's there is some out there you just got to do the research and look for it and and just and just and keep like just keep doing the research but again brady i appreciate you being on man it was great hearing your story i, I would love to have you on again definitely would love to have you on again um because again people need to hear these messages and i will be i'm actually i'm also actually launching a radio station soon and I'll be having a live radio okay. show, so I would love to have you on on that when I once I launch that. I'd be happy to do it. I've enjoyed chatting with you, man. Thank you, Brady. I appreciate it, man. You have a great day, and um, I'll you too. I will let you know once I release this. It should be coming out soon. I, I I'm gonna move this up the up the table because this is something people really need to hear and 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 do their research on. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. All right, enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day. Oh, I will. All right, so now it's time for shout-outs. Big shout-out to my real wise fam, King Sage, Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout-out to the homie Chrissy Riches from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout-out to the boss lady. Love you. And as always, a big, big shout-out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.